smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down. Yo, yo, let's talk some grow talk, man. Growing some cannabis is what's going on. To, what's growing on today? Can't yes. say going. Man, evaluating some delicious cannabis is what's going to go on for me. Uh, we, had, we got a little loving in our eyes weed in the house, man. And uh, Nice. Yeah, enjoying it. Going to get high today, dude. Ha ha. I haven't talked yet today. I have had some uh, tincture. Shout out to Terp Tarmigan there. But I just got one of my bags of, this is my straight CBD, one-to-one, not straight CBD. It's more of like a, my weed light, you know, like I grow some of the weed light. Sure. I had Hey, hang on, though. Just respect to that. Like, most people pull out a bag, and it's like a Ziploc sandwich bag. <laughs> I like when your personal stash is in a gallon, man. Appreciate well, that, I transferred over. It's, it's, see, the jar's empty. It's time to transfer it over man. to the, the DGC the DGC flower capsule. Let me but, see that uh, thing. You got some resin on the side of that, man. You got some drinks on, the bottom. on there. <laughs> uh, but I was going to uh, – I got some more things going on coming up on what's going on in my grow. And I looked in my stash, a little closet. I'm like, I had too much here, and I don't like cannabis to age too much. I don't want it to degrade too much. I want people to get to use it, especially the weed light, people that aren't into cannabis. So I reached out to one of my neighbors, has some token friends. He likes to make oil. And so I brought him about a pound last night of different bags and gifted it to him. And he's like, dude uh are you okay like I, I mean you're not are you dying or i'm like man i want this to get out to people it does no good just sitting in my closet this you had to show been, off your bag this is just like outdoor that's been sitting forever i'd be be embarrassed if i got in trouble for this but yeah we were supposed to extract it there's a couple other bags down there too that's oh Oh, it's just more and more of this shit. It's everywhere, you know? What is that? Is that grade C flower? Is that grade? What is it? Uh, it says Mac on it, man. Yeah, this has got to be just like the bottom of the of the Mac right here. Um, this is Tange. But it's just old and outdoor and last year's. I don't know if you think this would even extract, Guru. Uh, it definitely would. I'd like to, uh, we do need to just have a bonfire. And no. some people, I feel some people a don't Jackie have tree access. horn party, man. Bonfires of weed. Some people don't have great access. And so I reached out, me and my neighbor are going to make a bunch of edibles, a bunch of coconut oil. And also I was like, dude, just gift flour. Just take it to work. Give it to people. Gift it out all over. Do what you can do. Uh, so that's the plan. That's the start of Grow Talk today. I'll give you a short rundown, though, what we're going to be talking about. Can uh, I just ask you a real quick question, bro? Yes. If this is all CBD, is there any limit to it as far as can you just have 100 pounds of CBD in your house? Yes, you can. That's pretty cool. This is all CBD, by the way. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It's CBD, officer. Shit, that probably would test for 0% THC at this point. THC does degrade over time, no? Yes? Mm. Yes. Exactly my motivation. I don't need all this. And that's why we push grow your own. I just, this is off of one 600 watt light, man, uh, for me and other people in my household, we'll say. Sure. I don't need all this, but I'm glad to have it, man. All right. I'm oh. glad to have it. It's just grams. No, not even like eighths of just the craziest loving in our eyes weed, man. Served in a lunchbox. Well, let me give the show rundown, damn it. Today yes, is Grow Talk. When we talk and grow, we got a couple dank nugs picked today off of dudegrows.com. We got Hang 10 CBD from Seeds Here Now, posted by Big Wilds, and Mephesto Genetics from a forum stomper 
auto over ET. Just, I, we, yep, just chill out for this one. I love this dank nug, man. It's an amazing nug. Okay. And uh, yeah, we picked one, dude picked one, and I picked one today. And I just, I'm still smiling over this one. That one was supposed to buy Cosmic Cobra Chicken. Is that for Yes. Like I hope it's worth it, man. I hope you got a dank nugget a day. So, you know, tell your wife. I hope she forgives you. In the Grow Talk, uh, we'll talk about Jump to the Gun. This is a little bit of harvesting by Smokestack925, germinating seeds in Jiffy Pellets by Bjorn to Grow. Or Bjorn? <laughs> BJ, B-J-O-R-N, I think you do. Bjorn, yeah, Bjorn to Grow. He's probably from, I don't know, Bjorn is what, uh, Scandinavian, Swedish type name, right? I think so. I don't know. The singer, it always, the singer always comes up for me, that, that girl, Bjorn. You know uh, that's, uh, she's Bjork, and uh, uh, Beyond Borg is who I know, and that's not, that's <laughs> not sure, the same either, man. <laughs> I'm sure Bjorn DeGroe is just like office space. Yes, I know my name is Michael Bolton. No relation. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> pesky Aphids by Big Wilds. Big Wilds, we're going to talk about a little mechanical IPM and negative diff or negative temperature differential uh, from Day to Night by Smoky Mountaintop. Yeah, thank you for that one. I had to be Googling and learn a bit. So I dig that question. I don't. I have some interesting big news. Uh, DudeGrows.com forward slash support. You guys, I know I tell you before we hop into the show here about how this show works. We are having a new show coming out for patrons every Friday. We're calling it the DGC 420 Happy Hour, hosted by Soup the Gardener. Unformatted, fun grow talk, whatever you got going on, what? Friday at 420 and you call it a happy hour. Is this your beer time? Are we going to see dude with uh, a couple? I got to be honest. Last time I drank two or three beers, man, got nice and loose. On it's going to be every Friday. It, it's going to be this coming Friday. Soup wants to talk about edibles. He just made a bunch of oils fresh on his mind. Subject matter will change. Last Friday, we talked a little grow just hanging out. I might have a fine pint. I don't know. Happy hour doesn't have to mean alcohol, Scotty. Okay. To you? so we're going to be doing that for the patrons on discord every friday uh just to let you know it's just an easy hang guys so i'm looking forward to that becoming consistent more content we got two shows coming out more for you guys and trying to give back some great content for making this show happen and hey just real quick man we uh hung out with colin from ethos genetics yesterday Dude, that guy is a wealth of information. We talked for about, I don't know, an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. And then I just go, hey, man, let's do something for the patrons. And, dude, we talked a lot more loose and off topic a little bit. But, dude, amazing information. And just really got to know a guru called him the Steve Jobs of cannabis. And I'm like, he is. (laughs) Dude's really got his shit together, man. Really does. Got some great opinions on things and can really see. uh, I think he's really looking. He's a visionary in this industry. And I was real impressed with him. Uh, Colin from Ethos Genetics. Guru, can we put that extra, that hour and a half up sooner than later? It's like an hour and 10 minutes for the patrons. Yeah, let's get that up as soon as we can. Deal. You guys want to get in on the action, dudegrows.com forward slash support. That's also where all the page, all the benefits are listed, Mm. whether you're looking for some free seeds, our big grower hookup we currently have going with the Grow 10 and HLG light and a ventilation system. Uh, It's all explained there, dudegrows.com forward slash support. 
Check it out. What are you looking for, Scotty? Yo, I am looking around for the grow dots, man. I uh, this we actually released them today. I'm pretty psyched about it. They're on Amazon. They're on DudeGrows.com, and this is a single application fertilizer that has worked for me all summer. So uh, I, the reason I brought it up is because 30% off grow dots, 30% off real growers recharge. If you're a patron, so go check it out. Awesome. DudeGrows.com forward slash support. Let's jump into this show. Uh, check out these dank nugs. Get my weed ready up in the grinder. And uh, first dank nug up, my pick. Yes, Scotty saw mine. He was like, I got to pick one too. This is Hang 10 CBD from Seeds Here Now by Big Wilds. Double feature for Big Wilds today. Dank nug and grow talk question. So this is Hang 10 from Seeds Here Now house brand CBD plant. This thing is really putting on a show with pineapple citrus smells to go along with it. It is very dark green in color with lots of purple and frosty. In the last picture, you can see this plant was snapped in half back in the middle of a summer storm. I Ooh, just tied it for back. me so I can see that. Hang on, let me see this. No, snapped in half. Where do you see that one? I just tied oh, it back, shit. as you can see, and she's still booming. Uh, not sure what to expect. So I picked this because I do like to see people growing some straight CBD. There's not a damn thing wrong with it. When you see the price of CBD tinctures and products out there, it's actually motivating me to maybe grow another CBD plant or two. It's a dollar sixty. Involved. Was it a dollar sixty per finished pound or not finished pound, but for pound of biomass? Like it is so inexpensive. When you're seeing expensive CBD, you're seeing people. Well, biomass is a lot different than some nice CBD flour. If I'm gonna put some nice CBD flour in the magical butter machine or whatever, um, another inspiration for this was my mother-in-law's dog is is getting on a CBD regimen. And when she's looking at the expense of it, I'm like, shit, I should just grow some out, make some oil, throw a little bacon grease in there. Boom, you got the CBD pet tincture. And I just want to thank my inspirations, my mother-in-law's dog. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she's um, like, good looking. Good looking flower. I wanted to read about the author here real quick. Yes, and because uh, all any of you guys are posting on dogrows.com, fill out about the author, throw up a nice uh, uh, profile pic. And this says, uh, what is this profile? It says the big, the big wide farm and ag group. Oh, no, man. Uh, says I stumbled. Oh, big wild because his name is Big Wilds. Ah, uh, yes. Wilds. Got it. We get things, man. I stumbled into growing as an alternative activity to make up some extra cheddar. Turns out, it seems like it's been the missing link in my life. Nice. Now I have a pile of seeds, two tents jammed full of plants. I love everything about this plant and growing in general. I don't take it too seriously, but use a skillful hand in my garden. That's what I think it makes it fun. Right on. It's a good summary about growing for you. Hell yeah, it is. Hey, speaking of a pile of seeds, though, I told you that an ethos came over, man. Yes. He gave me just piles. I don't know if I'd call them piles, man, but he gave me fucking corner baggies Ooh. of seeds, man. Looks like I deceded a, uh, an ounce of Mexican rag, don't it, man? All right. Seed piles <laughs> will be there tomorrow, and we'll figure out yeah. how to hook up the crew with some of that. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, we're really figuring out what we can do for the patrons. So thank you all. Look forward to... Uh, I don't know, a seed grab? Should I put the suit back on, dude? Yes, that might work out. That might work out. Uh, first question. Jumped. Oh, no, you have a dank nug. Where's your dank nug, man? What do you got? This is Mephesto Genetics, the Form Stomper Auto over an E.T. Cannabonsai. And this is by Cosmic Cobra Chicken. And there you go. Okay. That is a sculpture <laughs> right there, man. That is a sculpture. Is this the real? 
He said he found an E.T. like, uh, hang on, what does it say? Not your traditional dank nug, I know, but she's frosty and fair size for the small pot she is in. Grown in cocoa with green planet nutrients under LED, trained over an E.T. sculpture that my wife has had since she was in grade four. I didn't know the sculpture was precious to her, given to her by a favorite teacher, and she was a little upset when she found (laughs) out I had used it but likes the end result. That is beautiful right there. Everybody's got art and that is cannabis art right there. It's got a bunch of exposed roots. If you're listening on the podcast, check this one out on YouTube or go over to dudegrows.com because I'll be damned. I've never seen anything like I've never seen anything like it. Some talent, man. Uh, So how do you expose those roots and train some down in? Like that's like what you see with some of those mad ficuses. Um, that'll have air roots, but I've never right. seen this like in cannabis, that type of root training. Cosmic Cobra chicken. We might have to check out your grow, man. Be in touch. Yeah. That thing is cool. Um, the old Cosmic Cobra chicken about the author <laughs> has a, looks like a goose in space picture and says, first time growing my four here in Canada. No real success yet, but I keep trying. That is a real success, buddy. Okay. Yeah. I give you a thumbs up on that. E.T. has some wicked dreads. Right on, Maestro. Go back up. Let me just see that one more time, Guru. Because it looks like he's got it behind, like, the treetops. It just looks like another treetop, don't it? (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) so cool. All right, you win. Uh, Thanks for making a smile, brother. All right, in the Grow Talk questions. Guys, go to dogrows.com. First Grow Talk question here. Put up your own. Use the search bar. Enjoy the site. This is Jump the Gun by Smokestack925. And let's do some narration on here. I fucked up. And put my harvest into jars to cure too soon. Yeah, I didn't realize this until a week or so went by. The smell is fucked now. What's my next move? Let it sit out and air dry for a day. Keep burping. My jar humidity never broke sixty-two percent. With no bovida, it sits around fifty-five percent. How do I get my turps back? The buds are squishy like a sponge. Dry on the outside. Thank you in advance. Where can we get the turps? Oh, ah. Uh... Man, terps aren't really something you get back. What if, though, in this situation, we can try and tell them how to obviously not get to this point. But if you effed up your weed, can you, I knew you can buy terps. Can we put some terps back on it? What the hell, man? I'm putting you in in Dude Gross Jail for a minute, man. It's not reasonable at all. No. You you could maybe wash the weed and try to get some kind of uh, a water hash out of it. But I think that's about your only option here. Hey, let's talk about how not to do this or some rules of thumb about when to jar your weed up to start burping it. Start. Maestro it. nailed on this one. You want me to feature a little bit what he had to say? It's Yeah, and then I'm going to give you my simple way after that. Uh, putting it in a jar in under a month is a huge mistake you can't fix. Harvest is one third of the growing process. Most overlooked and waste months of their time and money when not done right. This is a hard lesson to learn. Um, but he's going into looking at stem thickness as well as bud size or variables to consider. Moisture is pulled through the stem, into the bud, and then into the air. Remove too much stem, and the buds dry too fast. So that, I, huge. Yeah, that's why I hang, I, my hanging style in Colorado and here and wherever typically is to hang as much of a plant as I can. I will hang a plant that was grown in a seven gal in about like three pieces, three whole long pieces that are, and take up to two weeks to let that shit dry. 
even these some little, of your yeah, just even these little tiny buds, man. I still fucking clip them and leave them on the stem. The idea would be like to hang them or something like that. And um, but yeah, the more you can do that, and then these the stems are actually doing all right, man. They're still not they're not snapping and breaking. They still have a little bit of moisture in there. I've been keeping them in a bucket, keeping the lid on it, a big bovita pack in there. Actually, I'm sorry, I'm lying. A bunch of really small bovita packs in there, man. <laughs> um, but the doing it too quick is the number one mistake, right? Give you hay, uh, hay smell, bad taste, lose some yep. of your terps. Uh, being patient with it. The other thing is people will jar it up too quick and not burp it enough. And you can get if it's packed too tightly in a container or a bag or whatever, you can get some mold start kicking and going on. Uh, but definitely, which is probably what happened here. No, um. I don't know exactly if that would have happened here. Uh, it's it's going to be different. I like the point that Maestro makes, depending on bud size, stem thickness. Uh, we can give the parameters, which we've given many times. Um, Maestro changes it a little bit on his. He says, day one to seven, day one within your first week of drying and curing and drying, 60 Fahrenheit, 60% humidity. We agree with that. It says day eight to 21, 60 Fahrenheit, and then 55% humidity. He's bringing it down 5%. And then after that, Day 22 to 28, or that would be week, uh, going into week three, three, 50%. What's up? Oh, I was just doing math for you, man. So the last week, 50%. (laughs) I mean, that's why Maestro's weed tastes the way it does. I've actually smoked Maestro's weed and, uh, that's absolutely perfect right there. That's if you have a drying room with absolute tight parameters and whatnot, that's not that easy to achieve. It is not. And that's a bit of a time, right? Right. His total days are right. 28. Cause he's saying day 28, but is perfectly dry with trichomes cured. At this point, you can seal the bud in a container without the need to burp. Do how long does, does your stay out before you put it in a container to burp? A couple weeks? It, it, it really does depend. No, I don't think mine goes two weeks. And it's it going to depend, depend on where you are too. But, well, he say you can take, I'll take my air conditioner, crank it down to 68, somewhere around there, as cold as I can get it. If it's in the summer, if I'm in Florida and then a dehumidifier. And I'm just putting that in a closet. I'm not sure I can get it. I'm getting between 65, you know, somewhere around 60, 65% humidity, but I'm doing the test where when I go in, there and you know you snap the stems or you kind of just get a feel for a certain amount of moisture in the stems and then i don't know why i'm apologizing for or giving me this sheepish look you take a fucking bud and you grind it up and you smoke it in a joint and it should smoke clean if it's if it barely burns if it keeps going out if it's got a black ash to it that means it's an incomplete burn uh that means you're smoking a whole bunch of water that is not ready so as they kind of, you know, as they become, and you get a feel for what the stem feels like and just, you kind of get a feel for it. And then you jar them up. I like to keep them, I'll keep mine on the, actually no, I'll cut mine off the stem once they go in the jar. Yeah. And then it's a matter of burping it. You can rescue something if it's a little bit too uh, moist by burping it frequently, you know, leaving the lid off the jar. And that's where you're given a little bit of a different style, you know, because Maestro is saying, not that with drying and curing, there's not a, a hundred percent. Everybody has a little bit different prior parameters. Hey, Drew, you said if, it. If you can follow maestros, if you have that tight of a room and can follow it, those are absolutely the best parameters, the best practices. Scotty Real is saying what you can do in a closet with a little air conditioner or maybe a dehumidifier. 
that's kind of where I'm going. You can get great tasting weed by keeping it in the, you know, in the sixties, as close as you can get and, you know, as low in the sixties. That's why if, it, if, if you can keep those parameters, it doesn't matter where you live. I believe Guru, you're saying it matters where you live, depending on what parameters you can keep it. Well, it's hard as shit. Come on. If you're just doing a little two by four here and you harvest it and you got plants to go in there and you're like, oh shit, like most growers, I didn't think about where I'm going to dry this stuff. And you start drying it in your closet, maybe you can put a humidifier in there for a few days. But you don't have a separate drying tent or whatever with a humidifier. Well, and yeah, because especially out here in Colorado, hard pressed to find somewhere that, unless it's a sealed environment, right. somewhere I can keep uh, like 65 degrees and 60% humidity. Yeah, so That's, it's going to go quite You got to have a designated, here. planned out area to be able to dry, dry your weed in. Otherwise, it's just going to dry too quick. I mean, because out dry. here, if you don't have any environmental control, and you don't have uh, central air in your maybe house. Maybe four days. Uh, ma- maybe four. Like I've seen it crispy at three. What about the, this? You do not need to seal the bud under these conditions and it can be kept in a cold room around 50% relative humidity. Uh, I will not consume bud kept over 50% relative humidity personally as I have standards coming from Maestro. Well, he's probably got his own like bud cellar, like an underground cave or something like that, you know? Yeah, like I said, this is per, if you want to know the exact parameters that you want to strive for, here you go. Um, Yeah, there's certainly, you know, I've got a couple of shortcuts, I should say, or a couple of ways to do it. Right on, right on. Well, thanks for the comments there. Smoky Mountaintop, Maestro, and uh, yeah, the post from The Big Wilds. So seriously, what would be wrong? I know that's cheating. If you put some real, can you can buy real, like natural? Do I say I could buy some real terps? That is it. It'll be bad if I smoke them. No, you, I got these peach terps that you would love, <laughs> man. It tastes like peach vapor juice, man. And realistically, it just dropped. Like putting the terps onto a bud, probably not going to be that good. If you extracted that bud. And then put the terps in, it might be a little bit better. Dude, I'm telling you, Frosty came over and he was like, you want to try something weird? And it was fake peach terps or whatever. Peach terps put in a, you know, some kind of can of, or some kind of like a wax or a butter. Man, it fucked up the bowl, fucked up the puffco to where it tasted like peach for like, I don't know. You had to actually clean it. You know, it was a pain in the ass. Yeah. And, no, but it, it was just weird. Everything I smoked afterwards, I was like, peach. And it tastes fake, man. <laughs> I've got a couple good comments here. This is uh, Homebrew Guru, 22. Guru, you <laughs> Guru, don't you hate fake peach flavoring from like getting drunk in high school? Yeah. Ah, peach, you probably would have Ralph. It murders me. <laughs> I used to love peach rings. Can't even get near them anymore. Oh, sorry, man. I just remember that fact about Guru. Peach schnapps. Blah. <laughs> yeah, him too. Uh, so. Let's talk about, we were talking about bud washing. So these comments pertain to that conversation we had where you're actually taking your buds and you're like dunking them in buckets. And some people are recommending a little bit of lime juice, but let's get into this. Homebrew 22 says, watched Ross and Jeff's podcast on bud washing. I just washed my outdoor in peroxide solution. No need to rinse after as the small amount of peroxide will flash off as it dries. The plant dried the same as always does. And for being so scared to try bud washing, I'm pleasantly surprised with the results. People were washing their buds, guys, because they were outside or there'd been fires by. Some people just do. Uh, Sweetie Terps gives a couple good examples here. Sweetie Terps says, I did mine. I, I bud washed mine outdoor 
they get they do get dirty. Mine had lots of hummingbird caca, <laughs> three small caterpillars, and lots of road grime. I set up two five-gallon buckets with water. I let sit overnight, grabbed a lemon from my tree, some baking soda, and fresh water in another to do the rinse. I replaced the rinse water after the first one, and it worked great. I hung mine in the big box with airflow, and now they're curing in jars looking good. Uh, did a taste test and came out nice and clean. So I guess we're getting more thumbs up on this if there is a reason you need to wash your buds. For me, if I'm growing outside, what I'm probably going to do is I'm going to go out with a hose and I'm going to like wash down like just maybe a week before harvest. Spray off those trichome heads, man. They're not going to come off. No. Dude. They're meant I know what you're talking about. You do it. You, actually, I like those metal, uh, you know, like the old fashioned metal nozzles, the straight ones, because you can dial them down. Though it's pretty fine mist. It's the decent volume of it, but a fine mist. I don't those know. Maybe it's not as awesome. good of a wash or people are worried potentially about spraying water into or onto their buds a week before yeah. harvest because of potential mold and mildews. Yeah. I get that. Um, I mean, I grew out here outside for like four, four or five harvests and I yeah, never had a reason. you've been doing great lately, right? Shut up, shut up. <laughs> it was a hard year for everybody last year. I'm learning, Scott. More it? and more growers was are it? saying in BC, we're battling, battling the rots, the bud rots. Uh, I'm just busting your chops. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but thanks for the comments, guys. And uh, if you need to bud wash, uh, apparently it's not a bad thing to do. Done right. Uh, just, hey, it's just your brain tells you no. What's up? Oh, we were just talking, or they mentioned hydrogen peroxide in there. Sweetie Terps did. Do we uh -huh. assume, can we assume gender? Sweetie Terps? Uh, I, mean, I knew some dude that was, that was his prison name, but I don't know. I'm thinking it could, could possibly be a girl. So anyway, um, hey, Guru, we did mention hydrogen peroxide or, or one of the, was it, uh, I don't know, one of the comments said hydrogen peroxide. Uh, I do want to talk about that because it is pretty cool. When they break, it's water with it's hydrogen. H2O2. It's water with an extra oxygen. So it has so, that uh, free oxygen it can give away and has an oxidative potential. And that's how it uh, neutralizes uh, biological substances. But when it does that, it just becomes water and then the hydrogen volatizes off, right? Uh, no, oh, it, the oxygen, it becomes water the and, then, and an oxygen. It has a free Thank oxygen you. to give off. Thank yeah. you. So that's, uh, that's pretty safe. That's not going to leave any residue on the buds is the point I'm making. Hydrogen peroxide is very safe, yeah. Cool. Okay, is it good or bad to put on cuts? I've heard different things now. Am I opening up a whole vacancy area for bad? Yes. Yes. You're uh, absolutely so opening up a vacancy area. With it's not good on cuts. It's actually amazing on seeds. Uh, there you go. Using hydrogen peroxide, like soaking your seeds in hydrogen peroxide before you plant them, uh, actually it uh, the increases rates. the increases the German germination rates as much as going from like a fifty degree room to a seventy degree room or seventy seven degree room. So uh, using hydrogen peroxide on your seeds, big thumbs up. Do you have a dilution rate for us, sir? Uh, I do not. 3% would three, probably work. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 3%. And by the way, like, <clears throat> excuse me, using hydrogen peroxide, like to, back in the day, we would clean our deep water culture systems with them. Like you get like 30%. Yeah, I think 35%, which is caustic. You can really burn your skin with it. But you get it in like a gallon at the, like the industrial cleaning supply store. They're selling that shit straight up at the grocery stores in Colorado. Some of them yeah. are like, oh yeah, we got that. Yeah, back. Don't in the tell day. nobody though. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't even think. Do you, are you supposed to have some special license to get some 35%? special license or sure or something? I'm definitely. Ah, There's a few different so. products like that you could get at the grocery store. Ninety nine percent rubbing alcohol. That's one or isopropyl. Oh, anyway, thanks yes, for the sir. tip on the peroxide. 
Uh, I don't use it in any of my gardening, but I will use it when popping seeds next time. I'll look into that dilution rate. I will Google it. But then once you clean them, immediately inoculate them. You know, get yeah. get get that good bacteria on there because it's wiped clean at that point. Nature fills a vacuum. Yeah, that's what, that's what got me thinking about cuts. Like after I clean it, just throw some recharge on my cut. Yeah, I mean, for me, it works. I soak my cube. <laughs> well, because I soak my cubes in it and then I'll just put a tiniest bit, like literally little teeny tiny pinch in my gallon or it's actually like a half gallon of like the pitcher of water that as soon as I make my cut, I throw it in there. It's got that Olivia's cloning solution in it. It's got the tiniest bit of recharge in it just so there's some biological activity going on in there. And uh, yeah, that's where I throw them. And then I make my secondary cuts. I take it out, make my secondary cuts, dip them right into the uh, rooting hormone and then stick them in from there. As a matter of fact, I got a clone this, tonight, bro. This is an easy transition to the next Grow Talk question titled Germinating that's Seeds in Jiffy Pellets by Bjorn to Grow. So we are ready. Bjorn, Bjorn Borg? Bjorn? I don't know. <laughs> we have already talked about, that's a good tip with the peroxide, trying to add something else to get seeds going. But it says, hey, y'all, I'm growing for the first time and planted seeds directly into Jiffy pellets 48 hours ago. How long should it take seeds to sprout? Three, five, seven days? I can give you a tip for, first off, the Jiffy pellets. I do like them. These are these peat uh, pucks that will inflate in water, basically. is right. an easy way to put it. Um, and they're kind of got like a net around the peak to keep it all all in there. So if you use these and they are, if they already have a hole in them at all, make sure you don't plant that seed too deep. I've seen some of the Jiffy uh, pucks or different things come with a hole that's maybe over an inch or just a little, maybe good for cutting. Right. But you don't want to plant your seeds that deep. I plant my cannabis seeds. I loosen up all the peat on the top of a Jiffy thing, um, plant right at the top of the level. I just bury the seed enough so I can't see it. That's it. I mean, you have any? Am I doing okay there? I How you deep know the, plant? the you know I've not had great you know I've had been a cut guy all my life, and then I got into seeds. I don't know, just kind of recently started sprouting seeds and. As much as uh, I would let the tops dry out and would not get great germination rate when I sprouted my seeds right in these pellets, I did like doing the paper towel method. I would start them in this paper towel. I would take, again, I'm on a shameless plug, but I would take the tiniest bit of recharge. So as soon as that, and soak the paper towel in it, uh, put that, I actually put it in between two dinner plates so they didn't squish them. But that uh they get the little tail that tail comes out it touches that mycorrhizae it starts growing on there and then it's you know you're checking them every 12 hours or so a couple times a day so when they sprout then you take them and throw them in this little jiffy pellet i do i don't need a paper towel to do that method i just recently soaked in just i just soak them in the water i'll soak them in the water for 36 to 48 hours and keep an really? eye on them and that way you can see the seeds start to swell, the good ones. And on some of them, you can see this tail that you're saying, the little, what's, is there a technical word guru for the tail? The first like root tap icon. root? Is that the tap root? That is a tap root. So the tap root, you can see barely starting to come out of them. And then I do, like you said, I'll plant them then. And they all see them pop within the next day to three days at the very most. Maestro's saying up to a week, but after a week, not a good sign on your seeds. Um, hey, and point, and pointy, pointy side down, or I actually, sorry, pointy side up, pointy side up. Is what yeah, because that pointy, the pointy side is actually like the hinge, right? It's, that opens up. It's the one. The pointy side is the one that opens. 
Yes. So that way, and then still, even if you plant something pointy side down, it's not a guarantee that it's not going to happen. The plant just has to work a little more. Oh, it, it, it's it's still going to work just fine. It's going to do a little U-turn. It knows what to do. It's been doing it for a long time. I mean, think there's good a genetics, hashtag, man. That's, go ahead. I think, think there's a hashtag pointy side up? Don't know. But uh, good genetics as well. Uh, good seed stock's going to help you out, of course, and environmental parameters. Are you on a heat mat? Is it warm in there? Should be warm and cozy where you're playing, where you're, where you have your seedlings. Uh, yes, in the media as well. After I soak those Jiffy um, cubes or not Jiffy cubes, the pellets in yep. my room temperature water, mm-hmm. I put it into the dome that's 84, 85 degrees, and let them sit in there for like half a day. Let that get like already like getting the seeds yeah. into a warm bed. Yep, yep. Your very great point is inky, uh, having that heat on the bottom and treating it like it's an incubator. Yeah. So some good comments. Thank you there. Uh, <laughs> Annette Firstgrogan is very active in the comments these days. <laughs> uh, thanks there. Bjorn Grove, hope we helped out. Smoky Mountain Top again. Maestro um, and Mosquito. But Mosquito says, I've had seeds take 10 days plus before and still turned out to be great plants. Um, usually I see them in 48 hours, though. But some, can, some if old, can take a bit longer, okay. especially if the seed is misrotated in your pellet. Ooh. Oh, it looks like uh, Bjorn to Grow has an update here. It ended up taking 47 and one half hours for his seeds to pop. What? Oh, nice. What? Perfect. Not, not two days? Nope. Confused. Almost. Almost. <laughs> well, it's not. It's getting better, I think, on the paranoia scale. And like, remember back in the day, Scotty, when like your seeds would be so much. Seeds are still going to be expensive today. But they're coming down in price. They really are. Availability. They're coming down, but you'd plant something that you got from Europe and waited three months for and spent a shit ton of money on. You're like stressing. You're like looking at it. Come on, baby. Come on. <laughs> yeah, so. definitely. All right. Hopefully that helped there. Um, Scotty has been giving plenty of shameless bugs to the recharge. So we're going to stop here for a moment before another yeah. grow talk question. What's going on in our grows? Tell you all to pick up some real growers recharge at realgrowers.com. If you're in Canada, dudesworld.ca. We'll bring you the recharge dank and yeah, tell me about it. Oh, also, don't forget what Grow Dots is up on realgrowers.com, right? Yes. Yep. The one two punch, brother. So, you guys will be hearing a little bit more about the Grow Dots. I'm excited to give it a try. As Scotty said, I'm behind. I've been trying it all summer. You know what? People. You say you're going to start growing. I'll send you up a bag of it. It's like literally feeds, I think it's eight plants, 24 ounce. It feeds like eight plants. Uh, Put, get like a bunch of five gals and just do it with some five gals. You'll see. You put some recharge on there and it's the easiest. It really is the easiest way I've ever grown. I think it would be, it's going to be hard. Like, yeah, you got a one part and then a recharge and that's your basis. If you want to play a little from there, oh, maybe a you're hundred percent right. Silica. But, and you'll need a compost tea by no means, but a little bit mm-hmm. of that monosilicic acid is definitely, you can see that in the leaves. And right. uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. That's all. I, that's all I'd recommend right now. But I'm probably forgetting something. Well, if you want to check that out, realgrowers.com, Real Growers Recharge on Amazon uh, no, as well. Growdots.com, baby. I bought the, the domain, sir. Twelve bucks. Oh, nobody else had that. <laughs> yeah, Growdots.com actually has a bunch of information. We all worked on it together and tried to to really explain nice. how we did it. It's it's not magic, man. It's uh, some pretty interesting technology. If you need any seeds to plant to use your recharge and grow dots in Canada, I will drop lastly, dudesworld.ca forward slash re. Been working with Rasta Jeff on getting the iRegenetics 
to the Canadians, guys. And that site is always being updated as more orders come in. So check back if you don't see what you like. Dudesworld.ca forward slash Irie. Yes. Back to the show. All right. Grow hacks, man. This is an IPM grow hack. Some people could argue maybe this isn't a hack, but I found this interesting. We'll start a good conversation about pesky aphids. Yes, this will. By the Big Wilds. Second feature. So my six little clones, man, this picture is nasty. This first picture we're looking at, our second picture has like aphid party on it. It's um, hard. It's hard to see that. <laughs> my six little clones have acquired a case of the aphids, been using several different insecticides, try and stop them. Today, I took the mechanical approach. I got my shop blow gun and physically removed almost all the aphids. This is with an air compressor. Now that my plants are all blown upwards, I can easily spray an insecticide to get after any little ones left and continue spraying. But no doubt, this is a huge blow to the aphid community. I like yeah. the play on words there. Huge blow to the aphid <laughs> community. I just get it, man. I got it. If you do this, be very careful with your blowgun. You can easily blow your plants to bits. Now, the pressure of, yeah, you got to be careful with the pressure of an air compressor in your plants. And my first thought, I think Scotty's first thought was, dear God, you're just going to blow these all over your grow room. Yeah. Because, you know, if you have... Uh, if you have a, bit, a lot of pests on your plants or certain parts of your plants, or maybe only even a couple plants in your grow, sometimes they'll congregate in those areas and then you can remove that plant material with the scissors and it goes right into a bag. I'm down for that before I do my spray application, but I don't want to blow my bugs all over. But in this one picture, Scotty, we noticed he did it outside. So good move on that. I'm not against him taking his sure. plant outside and, and trying to mechanically blow away a bunch of aphids. I would want to know, I'm seeing the amount of aphids on there and I don't have oh, a ton of point. Yeah. Or just if you're spraying, are we not spraying at the right intervals? Is there, I mean, you've got a lot of adult aphids there. If you're spraying within a couple sprays, you should, you know, the idea is what every three days, two or three days, and you're breaking the life cycle because you're killing the adults and then you're killing the, uh, the newly hatched, you know, everything that just comes out of the, of the egg sac you're killing as they, you know, before they can get to that egg laying stage. That's the idea behind it. Yeah. And I wanted to feature this um, here. Actually, Big Wilds has a comment, an update says uh, somebody to recommend Dr. Zymes, which is an enzyme says I have BT, which is uh, Bacillus thuringiensis, mm-hmm. DE, diatomaceous earth. I have the Marone Bio Trio, Marone Innovations, and a few other things I keep around that are OMRI certified. What I learned was that by bowing the plants Oh, bowing the plants, bent some of the stems over and all roughed up the plant. It looked awful when I finished up with them all bent over and dripping, lying wet around the place. Right. The next morning, I went back to check on them. They're all standing back up with some curved branches and bouncing back beautifully. So he has some liquid products. I wanted to, this motivated me to talk about some of the mechanical ways you can deal with bugs. Um, we had Dr. J back in the day use a blowtorch on fungus gnats. Yeah. Not recommend. Not recommended, but I I admired that (laughs) tenacity, if you will. Um, Changing uh, spider mites or hemp russet mites. If you have HVAC, you can change your room temperature. Even for a few days, you're really, while you're spraying, you're going to slow down their breeding a ton. Cool off your grow if you can. I've done deep into flowering out of my garden, helping a friend. They were maybe had two weeks to harvest, had a great canopy. Uh, they went out of town. The spider mites got as far as doing some webbing on the flowers. Um, but we went around daily with just pretty high pressure, the, like the handheld pump one you can sure, pump up sure. and put it on stream mode. 
and just beat the hell out of those mites, washed them off the buds that way. Again, with HVAC in check, keeping the humidity levels lower because we're, we're hitting the buds. Sure. Um, but these are ways you can decrease. Oh, going around and finding what one, when I had hemp russet mites, they loved one of my plants. I think it was a super silver haze. They, that one, there was visibly almost like 50%, 70% more than any other plant. I'm like, you know what? We're just going to get rid of all these fuckers right now. I just took that plant outside. It was winter time, and I just left it out there for like. I'm like, I'm not going to touch you. You guys can just all die, and then treated the rest of the garden. So there, you're removing a plant that could be the issue, or parts of plants that have more populated pest problems mechanically immediately into a bag. Trying not to contaminate any other grow areas. Change your clothes. Don't walk around. Those kinds of things. That's my rant. Aphids are not not necessarily with mechanical controls. But there are really good ways to control and manage an aphid population and make sure that it's not a problem. We, yeah, we actually had some, man. Um, well, one, just you already have it. Marone Bioinnovations, uh, Venerate, and yeah. Grandivo are both really good controls for aphids. The Venerate is uh, better as a knockdown than the Grandivo is, um, but both will work to knock down aphid populations. Using an insecticidal soap, like any of the safer ones or anything like that on it, uh, this is going to also be a really good knockdown. If you do neem on a spray before that, even better. It will weaken uh, the these soft-bodied insects, like the aphids. Um, and then using like Bavaria basana or some type of inoculant where that's that fungus that will infect the, the aphid and then grow inside of the aphid and spore out and kill other ones. It's pretty cool. It kind of like takes it over and controls its mind a little bit. Sporulates. Sporulates it. But yeah, I mean, there there are lots of really good ways to control an aphid population and make them like a non-issue. As far as pests goes, they're like a three or a four on the <laughs> turn and scale of how bad it is, if you know what you're doing. Like you, you can definitely take care of these and this not be an What's issue. What's number nine and a half? Uh, uh, root root aphids and hemp mus- hemp russet mites. Yeah, are de- are definitely and even those. If you know what you're doing, they are controllable as well. Mm. Ooh, and then predators. If after all that stuff, you want to do something else, you can get predators. Uh, I'm trying to think, lacewigs will eat aphids, assassin bugs, and then pirate bugs do too. But you just have to be careful because if they bite you, it hurts like a motherfucker. <laughs> so be careful with those ones if you get them. The lacewigs won't bite you. Dude, I stop at some gross stores. I'm going to Denver or something like that. Sometimes I'll stop at a new store. And uh, sure enough, I go to plenty of them. Always, they still have the avid and fluoramite behind the shelf kind of hidden there. It's kind of shady, no? Um, yes. I don't think all of them do. I didn't know. No, no, idea. no. I, I, that, I seen a few. I seen a few have it. Every hydro store I've been in in the last like three years, right? They got it there. Yeah, it's behind the counter, like you can't grab it. It's yeah. usually in like a glass cabinet or whatever, but it's there. I'm sure the Eagle Twenty's there too. It's kind of fucked up, man. Grow your own. You grow twice. These, these are the question. fucking places that you go to grow your own when you grow your own, and God forbid they actually recommend that shit. I don't see pyrethrum bombs anymore. Like the fathers. They don't work. I don't see it. Well, yeah, everything's resistant <laughs> to them. But I, I don't see those as often anymore. That used to be like in almost every hydro store. It's not anymore, which is a good sign for the industry. That's a good thing to see. Well, I don't know. Those are like the safest out of all of them, man. Uh, that's the ones we have, right? True, uh, but it's the easiest to build up resistance to in their pyrethrums, not pyrethrins. So it's like the synthetic version of it. It's right. not as good. Especially fogging it out in an area right. instead of doing like a controlled spray. Just not the best thing for like... 
the environment and uh, bug resistance to pesticides and stuff. Yeah, that will. But if you use it right, it can be a good knockdown. Most if you definitely. bomb that and you got spider mites and you bomb that, and then again, you go back and you break their life cycle. But by the third time you use those bombs, they don't work anymore. Fucking the third time, man. All right, I'm going to take it to the next grow question. Good recommendation, yeah, on those peripheral bombs. I got a little grow talk about or what's going on in my grow to add on to that. But one more grow question here. Negative diff uh, by Smoky Mountaintop. Says, what's up, Scotty Dude Guru and all the GDC and some love to Banner. All right. Yeah, right on. Says, loving the show. Supporter two years. Bam. Fist bump to that shit, buddy. Uh, what are the effects of a negative differential on flower plants? I understand that in veg, you can shorten height and note. Well, first off, what is he talking about? negative differential that is having a hotter temperature in your nighttime period for your grow than your daytime which is just naturally unlikely i mean there's not many growers that have that i would assume because it's your lights are off it's cooler the sun is down it's cooler. just generally i mean unless you're running your lights on at nighttime to get the cheaper energy rates and so you're your, uh, your your lights are off during the day and your house gets heated up by the sun and like that that could be one of the yeah. situations where just that happens. Just man, the energy rates are way different during peak, like double or triple. Man. Depends on where you're at. You can save money running at night. <laughs> a lot of money. Uh, so says I've been around, I've been underground for 17 years and decided to try an outdoor grow in the mountains of New York in Colorado. You'd call them hills, which unfortunately <laughs> had to come inside due to the fact that I lost one to bud rot because of much too much rain this year and night temps are getting into the mid 40s. <laughs> Already it says they're uh, they're in a large shed now with ten foot ceiling. Thank the Amish for that. Uh, but I was having a negative dif- negative differential in my temps. I fixed that problem. I'm using a wood stove which I run at night with lights on. And I've managed to keep my lights on temps around seventy nine to eighty three. Lights off are fifty nine to sixty eight. The shed is far from airtight, but it's working. That's pretty cool, man. I give you credit in the Amish shed with the wood stove trying to get your ladies to finish out. That is awesome. So wow. is there any reason a grower <laughs> That's cool. would want higher night temps? Um, what, be, what is it causing the plant? We were saying, he said it uh, so shortened height and node spacing could be Yeah, beneficial. we did a little Googling on this. You one. can uh, definitely stunt a plant too. Um, by having higher or having a negative inferential, where you have higher nighttime temps than you do daytime temps, it uh, stops elongation in cells. So it's going to make uh, internodal spacing shorter, um, but it also is going to stunt the growth of the plant and slow it down too. So it's a way to manage stretch if you need to, but just generally, this is going to be something that you don't really want to do. Because it slows down the whole Yeah, because it, it, it the slows plant. down the whole metabolism wow. of the plant. Having a hotter temperature in the daytime will drive more rapid growth, even uh, if it is a little bit stretchier than than if not. So it's just another way to be able to control uh, how fast your plant's growing. Like if you need to slow it down, right. just raising up your nighttime temps is a way you can do it if you want to. What uh, I guess a tip here would be, depending on how long these are going to stay in your shed, if they did have, which uh, you were getting lower night temps, but any bugs you brought in with them, if they don't have any natural predators, like some types of bugs will just like to party. Like they can right. multiply and start to right. just keep your eye out for anything that you brought in with them. I see a grow tent in the background as well. Make sure you're not cross-contaminating potentially if there's anything going on in there, but pimp that shed out, man. That's what God. I want to see. Yeah, if it's not sealed though, it's going to be tough to do. Not insulated or sealed. 
Well, that's why you got to pimp it out first. Oh, I see. That's part of the pimp. Yeah. Yo, yo, look, I got insulation, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, SC Dunkslinger79, how you doing? Says, that's the thing, man. Growing as in life, do what you can do until you can do it better. There's a lot of people out here in my neck of the woods scrambling and struggling with botrytis outdoors and in greenhouses. And I'm even drying some for someone else. Happy growing. So thanks, SC Dunslinger. Um, Yeah. When you've got that outside to deal with, man, it really can make you feel like, dude, you just got to do what you can do. Sometime ain't going to work. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I need the yes. <laughs> the part where I'm talking to myself and going, damn, I'm really high. What the fuck did I smoke? And then, yeah. Hey, dude, we got the bud cam, right? We do have a bud cam. Just check this all. out, man. This is Galactic Grape. Loving in her eyes hooked me up with a bunch of fucking delicious weed. That Jesus. looks frosty, dude. Yeah, that's why I'm going to be quiet for the rest of the show, dude. Okay. <laughs> me and Guru, we'll take, we'll, we got it. Uh, not a chance, brother. Not a chance. I am going to, we got what's coming up in our grows here. I'm going to do a shout out to Horticultural Lighting Group. Uh, all of us uh, here, Guru's isn't turned on yet, nor is mine actually, but it is going to be turned on today actually yo oh. i was uh I, I was just gonna tell you i was cruising or, or whatever cleaning cleaning up the bakery actually yesterday and there is an hlg i think it's a 650 or a 600 r spec uh oh, just, gonna, just hanging that, around eh we, we, i think we were supposed to give it away and we slacked new inbox bro so let's set okay. something up brother stay tuned patrons uh we have a, a light and more Guru's making a face. Did I just give away your light, Guru? Is that what happened? No, mine's hanging up in the tent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I run the 600R spec myself. They're great uh, in a 5x5 tent or multi-grid. My buddy runs eight of them. Horticulturallightinggroup.com, guys. When I say leaders in the LED arena, their customer service is top-notch. Their lights, their UMOs per jewel they're achieving. What is the 650 that you have? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, it's close to three, or at least what? Two point nine. Yeah. Mine's the HLG Scorpion Diablo with the with the new quantum <laughs> boards on there. So it's like two point nine or three. I can't remember what uh what Gromouse said. They have everything from if you just want a hundred watt light for your hobby tent or for right. clones, they have that as well. Coupon code dude across their site. When you're shopping for LEDs, man, make sure you do your homework. Make sure you check for independent lab testing and you look at that stuff because it is, it's, it's interesting. You want to see the the people that are testing their lights tell you that their numbers are true. Right. Plenty of people are putting out bullshit numbers as well. So horticulture, go ahead. Sorry, Scott. Uh, uh, you moles per joule. Uh, let, let's just explain that really quick, just in case somebody's new. That's basically the miles per gallon or the efficiency of the light engine, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, for every watt that you're putting in, it's telling you how much uh, light you're actually getting out of that sure. versus we're like 2.9 is almost double the efficacy of a HPS light where there it's like 1.7. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not double. It's not double the light per watt, but it's pretty damn close to but it. But that 650 is going to get close to an 1100, somewhere around the 11. And with the spread, that thing's going to be a Gavita beater, I bet. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> you know what? Beater. Well, because look how it's spread out there, man. I don't know. Yeah. It's very cool light. I like these guys. All the coupon codes, if you guys are shopping for a grower listed out, if you forget dude, is at dudegrows.com forward slash pros. So check it out. Let's get into our grows here. You want to start, Scotty, as your grow okay? Um, <laughs> should I talk about my grow? Because I'm ready to roll. I got some news. 
My gross, I've been working my butt off of my gross. Going uh, decent. I just had a conversation with Colin Gordon yesterday from Ethos, and we were talking about whether the danker bud comes from big trees or small plants. And uh, he, he's definitely been to a lot of grows, and I kind of agree with him. The smaller, the more vigorous. You know, you got a four-week veg, three, four-week veg, and you flower that thing out. Uh, it's just more concentrated uh, nutrients or whatever. Just have a more concentrated place to hang. And I think you get- Not necessarily smaller, but maybe younger, because you're saying yeah. it's quite a yeah. month of veg time, and then straight to flower. Well, he was saying like five weeks from seed. I guess that's from the time the seed sprouts because he's a seed guy, which sounds like a long time until you kind of realize that the first 10 days are, you know, plants pretty small, you know. Five weeks from seed flipping to flower. Yep. And he was saying, fucking, that's where you're going to get, you know, the, the highest performance and the best quality. So anyway, I'm not like, size that you're talking about out of curiosity. I did. Did we ask him? I don't know. I'd say probably a five gal. Somewhere right around there. Three guys are a pain in the ass. But okay. uh, yeah, so anyway, I'm looking at my big giant trees that I let just get huge. And I'm thinking about, I'm definitely cloning over the next week. And I really, I uh, was just thinking about working with some younger plants. So maybe just getting rid of these things, repotting them. I'd like to use the better cocoa. I definitely uh, appreciate the better cocoa. These are planting any kind of crap cocoa. And uh, maybe I'll just redo them and then just go to flower with some pretty young plants and see what kind of quality we can get. Only problem is I got these huge containers, these 12 gallon hempy bucket containers and ha having them, I'm already getting fungus gnats, bro. You know, just that big of a of a top, and then when I water in the recharge occasionally, stays wet for a little while, man. Oh, you didn't so. get fungus gnats and hempy buckets, Joe. The five gallons we don't, man. But I'm experimenting, bro. I'm putting my garden on the line. All right, man. <laughs> now nah, it is it is fun experimenting, man. I'd like that advice. I'm gonna. I usually veg longer than that, and my seed stash. Is it's kind of like the weed stash. I, I don't mind holding on to seed for a while because it's good security, we'll say, to have a variety of seed to lay sure. around in case you need it for you or your friends. Uh, but popping the seeds a little quicker and have that goal of four to five weeks from a, a seed lean, basically from when I see my true cannabis leaves, I'll go right. with that. Right, there you um, go. And then going to bloom. Uh, and not having as big of plants and run some more of these genetics through because that's one thing I don't have enough variety. Uh, I won't say all the time that DGC in Canada has been very kind to me and sending me some variety, but uh, yeah, I want to play around a little more of the genetics and I'll take that to what's going on in my grow. So my grow. Well, hey, I got one more thing, brother. I'm fine. so sorry, but just check out Instagram. I know nobody who actually works on the show uh, checks out our Instagram. But uh, <laughs> I put up a post that just said fungus gnat or root aphid, man. I was pretty sure there were fungus gnats and I had some uh, rules in my head that told me why. But I just want to get this DGC's opinion. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, it's pretty is definitely uh fungus gnat. Uh, just fungus gnats have uh, uh, shorter wings that are kind of closer to their body. Uh, root aphids, well, you know, when they actually get to that flyer stage, um, they have longer wings and almost like one and a half times their body. And the root aphids, any kind of aphid has those tailpipes, it's got those two, whatever they are, you know, I don't know, I'll call them tailpipes. You can see them, they're sticking out the back. And that really is how you can tell an aphid from just about anything else. Buy a lot of loots. So when you curse and throw it at the wall, depending on what you found, because <laughs> if you find those tailpipes, man, you're like, damn it. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's where I've already been thinking about. I got those plants back to health. They looked like crap two weeks ago because they were just too big for the little containers. And so I'm thinking about maybe I'll see if I can flower them up in those five-gallon containers and see if they're big enough. If you're not growing trees. I don't know. Is your garden kind of like a soap opera? I'm not sure. Not really. It's not that dramatic. Here's maybe the it's thing. like below deck. I don't need weed. You know what I mean? I have a ton of great weed and I've grown. I still have a ton of great weed that I've grown. So I'm not desperate for it. And I have a good time. I, the, the idea is to come up with something practical where I can say, hey, for 50 bucks, you can go to Home Depot and get this this big container and you can grow. The idea would be to grow a nice size plant in it, whether it's in a two by two, or maybe you can fit two in a two, you know, two in a two by four rather, but to just a super simple way where once a week you can throw the dots in there. Once a week you come back and you go, oh, I'm looking at the water level indicator. It's down there. I better put the hose in there, you know, or whatever. I better, better water it. So that's the idea. It, yeah, I've been playing around with it. Some of them have worked really good. And then like this, I just was stalling out. I had other shit going and let these things grow into trees. <laughs> you know, everything's working out just great, man. But I let them grow into these giant trees. And I'm like, do I really want to flower up these giant trees, man? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Possibly. Uh, no, actually, the answer was no, because you'll <laughs> run out of room. And right. Yes. Right. I'm sorry for being such a blabbermouth, dude. Hey, what's going on in your girl, man? I've uh, taken not the challenge, but my neighbor got a hold of me. He's like, hey, I got to get rid. I'm getting rid of two of these pink man goo moms. OK, worst name ever, bro. He's like, do you do you want to take them and just take no. them to 12, 12, 12 right now? You know, Don't he's like any I, pink man goo, bro. He's uh, taking them down. He's like, otherwise, I'm just going to get rid of them. I'm just going to kill them. Um, and then the conversation continues on. I, I wanted to know if you want these because I'm going to buy a bug bomb today and I'm going to treat that room because I know there's still um, he had uh, thrips. So I know his garden has thrips. He didn't so say I, it might have other things. Is there an unspoken? It might have other things, but I just, I verified the thrips. I, what I'm going to do, you can critique my, my plan. I am going to go over there. I knew there were thrips. I'm the one that told them they're thrips. It thrips aren't a big deal. Actually, uh, just a little spinosad mm -hmm. on there will, is very good to eliminate. <laughs> I know. Uh, you, you, I know you like to mess with them here. Spinosad. Tell me Canadian growers. Is it I, to my knowledge, I can't get it here. And I just Googled it real quick. Um, and I pulled up some information, <laughs> new light, Scotty. This is from directly the government of Canada. It's the reevaluation note for the project plan for Spinosad. And I quickly scrolled down and saw the anticipated reevaluation timeline is 980 calendar days are required between initial evaluation and publication for the proposed decision. I don't know if I that uh, that sounds to me just like how Canada likes to do things when it comes to this. Oh my God, man! <laughs> 980 days. Uh, uh, yeah, well, we, we could definitely do it. It'll be three to five years. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> So I have, I know there's other options. I I'm like okay, thrips. I'll I'll take them. I'll handle it. I'll I'll treat really? the shit out of them. Uh, I can use you beneficials for thrips too. I'm nematodes. What's up? You have a whole bunch of seeds that you could pop that are going to be super strong and are badass. Why would you just take some pink mango from your? It's a good strain for my for my research. You got issues, man. It's a good strain <laughs> for my research. 
Uh, so, so is uh, so is Lemon Jeffrey, by the way. It's probably better. I, I think that this might not be pink man goo. I think it's pinkman goo. Where uh, it maybe it's a Breaking Bad reference. Where, like, it is a Breaking Jesse Bad reference. Pinkman. Thank you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a Breaking Bad reference. Yeah. It's it not nefarious. It, before Scotty ruined it, it did say that in one of the descriptions that it was a reference to uh, as a character in Breaking Bad. Yeah, Jesse Pinkman. Dude, okay. it, I don't care. It's a bad name. Right? You can't tell me you're getting pink. Regardless, here's the philosophy in taking them. I can. I'm a transplant. I'm just up a little bit. Maybe veg them for not even a week. Boom, flip them right to flower. About 80, 80 days or so, I'll have uh, I'll have a harvest. Where if I plant a seed right now, that was my motivation. I get to skip all the veg. I can just get some stuff going um, and, and grow with it. You don't think so? You think I have more advantage of just planting a few more seeds? Yeah, you've got seeds that have that, what do they call it? The hybrid vigor. They've got a tap root. I mean, they're really, a seed's really strong. And if you got feminized seed, you know it's going to be something good. Worst case scenario, it's not your, you know, it's not the short squat pheno, it's the tall skinny one, but you know you're going to get something good. And you kind of know what to expect. You get you take your pick. And you know yeah, it doesn't have any bugs. I can give you the timeline like if those these go right to bloom, like I said, buds and our harvest in 80 days. By before that time, my seedlings will be ready to go to the bloom tent. You're right. I got to keep an idea on space in there because these will be taking up at least half of my five by five, these two. Because they're already yourself a big. problem already, man. You're, you bought, you, you know, you brought in a problem. You know, when you I go. Like, sometimes I like to take the challenge. That's, I, as a grower, I don't mind taking the, the, the thrip challenge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I got you, man. Who, but who knows? If they have thrips, what else do they have, man? Damn it. Now you have me make changing my mind because I'm supposed to go get them today. And I know if I change my mind uh, again, the grower's going to be like, damn it. You always, whatever. You always change your mind. Yeah, just buy them and, you know, just, just grab them and just chuck them. You know what I mean? You don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. Oh, you don't think he's going to be asking how, how my growth's going when he's <laughs> growing the same thing? How right. are those doing, dude? Uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe I'll just grow out one of them just to prove you wrong. Just call him. Tell him you've been thinking about it and you don't want his pink mango. Will you do it for me? No. <laughs> yeah, I will. Hey, listen, All the right. dude don't want your pink mango, okay? Click. All right. Let's move on to see supporting your local hydro store out there. Who's slinging the recharge, man? Hey, I got you grow hydroponics in Brockton, Massachusetts, man. Shout out to the crew over there. Yes, sir. Oh, you do. <laughs> you thinking about Brockton, man? No, I'm thinking, thinking about taking these plants or not. Now you got me distracted, deep in my head. I was literally right after the show's over. I'm supposed to go pick them up. Yo, that's why we got a comment section, man, you know? Okay, okay. Well, uh, before we go, we got to give some thanks to the patrons here. DGC Producers making the show happen. And a shout-out, so I'm going to give it up to Doc Brown and Turp. Fiend? Turp Fiend Liam? Turp Fiend Liam. What's up? Nice. Hey, we're sailing the seas of cheese and dreams in green. Thank you so much. Appreciate the support, y'all. Captain Moho and the big sexy dank. Organic Andy and Black Sheep 420. Thank you for the support and looking forward. I got a bunch of seeds to give away, yo. Anafam Dynamics, Hillbilly Homegrown. How you doing? Hey, the red-eyed optimist. I like that. Sounds like a hard worker. 
Peace out, guys. Stay higher. Until next time, we'll be coming at you. All right. Take a reason, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss man says to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude.